Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you, folks. Here we are. It's another Monday with me, as always, my friend, my co-host, Stephanie Wesco. Again, it's an honor and privilege to come across your radios and, and things of that nature. However you listen to this broadcast, we're just thrilled to have you with us. And Good morning, Stephanie. I'm going to be totally upfront with anybody before Stephanie speaks. She's got a little bit of a headache going on. We just, sometimes we feel a little bit up against things with this podcast. Yeah. So, so, Stephanie, <laughs> are we going to get through these podcasts this week? We will, you know, because you can talk when you have a headache. If I don't make sense at some point, you all will know why. But you, you know, know, I haven't made sense in two and a half years. So, I mean, if they're <laughs> if they're still with us now, it's okay. You know, oh, it's okay. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I've really, honestly, come to the conclusion that my body is going through some kind of issue, um, thanks to the whole wheat gluten. Yeah. So and Stephanie's found doctor. out she's allergic to gluten. She's allergic to dairy. So she's allergic to everything good food wise, except steak. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And uh, big old thick. Now, I love of, vegetables. Yeah, me so. too. So there we go. So that's what we got to do. So we'll actually be seeing Stephanie and her kids tomorrow night, four o'clock in the morning. Our buddy Vince is going to be at the house with his Uber machine picking us up. I mean, it's it's crazy. But uh, somewhere along the way, we're landing in Milwaukee. We're driving the four hours back to Stephanie, hanging out with the Westcos and the Williams, seeing Pastor Williams, which is always a great thing for me. I, I, I think it's great to see him. So pray for us if you think about it. Well, you're not hearing this until after we see all this. But by the time you're hearing this... <laughs> We're in camp, and uh, we're in our first Wounded Spirits camp, so it's a big deal. Now, the word of the day, Stephanie, I think we need to hop right into this. Two minutes into this broadcast, and we're ready to go, and I mean graciousness. And, you know, sometimes this world throws you some bad cards. Sometimes this world leaves you upside down, headaches, not feeling good, and, and, I, and no, no treatment intended on Stephanie there, body aches and pains and just the world. And, uh, and boy, just remembering to be gracious. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He's, he's filled with mercy. There's so much of there and the graciousness over in Psalm 103. We actually, I think, spent the entire day on a podcast, Stephanie, talking about Psalm 103, verse number eight. So when we think of graciousness, what are you thinking of? Well, when I think of um, what it means to be gracious, I think of um, the idea of kindness, meekness, um, returning um, returning a polite response or a response that is filled with Christ when something is said to you that, you know, maybe isn't, especially for people that have PTSD, um, people say things to us. 
Yeah. That they don't even mean to be unkind or they don't even mean to be in any way, shape or form a trigger, but it is nonetheless. And so for us being gracious in response of not, of not responding in a way that hurts them or traumatizes them, but ask the Lord, you know, give me a response that mirrors your love. And, you know, sometimes a gracious response, you know, if somebody says something to you, that's a trigger and inwardly it makes you, it's repulsive to you, or it's, it maybe triggers anger, but ask the Lord to give you the wisdom and how to respond. Maybe, maybe sometimes the most gracious response you can give is a kind, honest response. And by that, I mean, you don't lie. It's never gracious to lie. Um, but people, truly kind people can say things even not trying to be hurtful because they don't know everything you've been through. And so to help them understand, not in a victim mentality, but just gr- sometimes graciousness is is kindly explaining to them why you would prefer they not they not use a phrase or ask a question that sends you to a place they would never have comprehended it sent you. So I think gracious can cover, especially for those of us that PTSD can cover a very, very broad range, but it boils down to being kind. Yeah, it does. And it it boils down to the second word in that verse we were talking about too, which was mercy. The other big word in there, you know, they go together. The Lord is merciful and gracious, the Lord. And uh, what an example for the Lord, your God is gracious and merciful and will not turn away his face from you. If you return to him over at second Chronicle, isn't it a wonderful thing that we can return to God and trust his graciousness. We can return to God yeah. and man, everything change. Hey, you know, we can, we can be stuck up in the most murky, ugliest relationships, upside down, life upside down, haven't darkened the doors of the church in years and maybe never darkened the doors, never had a relationship with God. But when you go to him, he's not going to reject you. And when you yeah. ask him to save you, he's going to save you. If you speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, and it's real. I mean, it's the real deal. No fake rolling around the floor, laughing, getting stupid. I'm talking about asking the good Lord to save you, and he does because his word says he does. And then you get lost somewhere along the way. And people get lost sometimes, Stephanie. I've been lost. You know, you've been, you start driving down that wrong road and life shows up and the world isn't working quite the way it should be and nothing's going well. And you got 700 commitments in time for 300 and you get it. But you know what the Bible says? The Bible says he's not going to turn his face from you if you return to him. That's graciousness, folks. That's the example we're trying to put off right now. That's our guard. God, follow his example. You know, I speak New England even when I try not to speak New England. It's still there, man. That whole East Coast thing. I'm going to be in heaven speaking New England. I think everybody's going to speak with a New England accent in heaven. That's just just my thought. I think that's what's going to happen up there. But now remember to be gracious. As you comment on this, you know, (laughs) (laughs) folks, I'm sorry about that. I just had a pick on her knowing that knowing the headaches there. I just figured I'd put out the best there, but look at this verse. So we're over in Proverbs where we're in chapter 21. We're on the last few verses here. And it says in verse number 28 of chapter number 21, I I love this verse. It's, uh, first of all, I'm one of those guys who always says, I love that, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I probably shouldn't do that all the time, but it says a false witness 
shall perish, but the men that hear us speak it constantly. I think there's a couple things going on. God hates liars. God mm-hmm. hates people who bear false witness. God hates liars. He hates lying. Remember that list Stephanie uh, gives us all the time? That's on that list. Yep. But then the people who hear this, they're speaking endlessly, the lawyers, the judges, the people, the those, the us's out there. Everybody everywhere is trying to deal with that. They're trying to make sense of it, trying to turn things the other way, trying to make good, and they can't. So they're speaking endlessly about it, and it just wastes everybody's time. So what's the answer on that? Don't bear false witness. I think mm-hmm. it's in that little list called commandments, Stephanie. I mean, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? Yeah. Well, and to understand that anytime that you're taking part in anything that's dishonest, yes, it falls under not only the breaking of the, of, of one of the commandments, thou shalt not lie or thou shalt not bear false witness, which is another form of lying. Yeah. But, uh, it's blasphemous because God at his root, um, is truth. Yes. Um, I think of what Jesus prayed in John 17, sanctify them through thy, um, through thy word, thy word is truth. And, and everything about God is, is based on holiness. It's based on truth. And so anytime you're taking part in anything that's shady, anything that's, um, clouded over in a fog, anything that's um, created out of shadows, that there's not a clear truth or not truth principle, beware, because God is not the author of confusion. And anything that's dishonest leads to confusion. It leads to slander. It leads to destruction of hearts and lives. And so, yeah, this is a big deal. And, And at the same time, bearing true witness, we can't hide from that as well. You know, when right. somebody goofs up, when someone messes, hey, Romans 13 is still in the Bible. And mm-hmm. these knuckleheads out there that want to slide from one state to another and pastor people or do something, that makes me sick. So yep. we don't bear false witness, but we also do bear witness uh, when we have to. Right. And, uh, and I think that's really important, too. I think we need to remember that. You know, sometimes we get so goofy with that and we get messed up and we get off and... All that crazy stuff. But then look at this next verse. It says, a wicked man hearkeneth his face, but as for the upright, he directeth his way. So again, you know, we deal with these contrasts all the times in the book of Proverbs. You know, one characteristic of the wicked is that they're they're unsympathetic to others. You know, they harden their face. They, they won't smirk at you. They won't look at you. You know, we know those people. Yeah. And uh, we've seen those people, you know, they put on this bold front. It's, you know, like there's no shame in them. There's no nothing. They just walk away. And, uh, but then it talks about the upright and, uh, in the upright being somebody who believes in God, trusts in God, follows God's way. Uh, he directed his way. The Lord directed those people. We want to follow them. And, and I mean, that's some pretty good stuff right there. Listen, hold your thoughts here, Stephanie. We're going to go ahead and run and let our stations identify themselves, maybe share a commercial with you or two. We'll be right back. Hey, thanks for hanging with us. We appreciate that. And as we continue to move on here, and Stephanie, going back to that wicked guy that hardened his faith, that you know what I'm talking about, the dude yeah. who's just, or the dudette just standing there, just hardening <laughs> their face, has nothing to do with you, wants nothing to do with you, but then the upright. What are you seeing in the contrast here? Well, I think it's very interesting 
that God point blank lumps being wicked with being hard Mm. into this, into the first part of this verse. And um, the idea is here that the wicked man, God, God gives us all light. He gives us all, the Bible talks about how creation speaks that there is God, um, that God puts that light in every man that comes into the world. And this is what what's scary here is this that the wicked man, the wicked woman, purposely, it's like what Pharaoh did, where they they they, you know, we can all think of someone we've seen that has a hard countenance, yeah. where it's just their their jaw is set, and you know, just you know, we can even think through. I think of movies, you know, that you can spot the bad guy because of his countenance, because of his facial expression because of, you know, the way his, you know, he's got his jaw clenched and his eyes and everything about him. But then it says that the, that the man that loves God, God directs his way. And I think of the potter and the clay. And I think of the, the way that God often um, gives this analogy that, he's this divine potter and he's molding us and shaping us and making us. He's directing our way. He's directing our stories. He's directing the weaving of our threads, both the good, the beautiful and the dark and the scary. And let them direct. I think that's the moral here. Yeah. Yes. And just with God, a, a, a soft person, a pliable person, a beautiful um, tender heart towards the Lord will see God do incredible things. All the wicked has to look forward to is getting their heart and face yeah. smacked into a stone wall over and over and over again, because that's what they've chosen. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, folks, I mean, to me, as I go through Proverbs, it almost feels like some things are real obvious to me, but I don't mm-hmm. think about them. And that's why God's given us this wonderful book in the Bible called Proverbs. So we sit and think about these things. And I mean, look at this next verse. There is no wisdom, nor understanding, nor counsel against the Lord. Uh, There's nothing you can do against the Lord that's wise. There's no counsel against the Lord that's wise. You don't go against Jehovah. You don't go against the great almighty God. So these people come on and say, you know what God actually meant, what God really wants you to know, or these people who try to play God. Mm-hmm. Hey, raise your hand if you've ever been around anybody who's tried to play God, man. Can yeah. I tell you, if we could see through your radios right now, there'd be hands everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, there's no wisdom in that, Stephanie. There, you know, so if you hear somebody going against God, you just get out. And yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's a major gulf, reality check here, folks. There's a major gulf between human wisdom and God's sovereignty and wisdom, period. There, there's no way they intersect. I mean, they're, you know, where this these finite things that God made and we're of no value. Our hearts are desperately wicked. We're all sinners. There's none righteous, no, not one. How in the world, Stephanie, does anybody ever believe that they know more than God? Well, um, when you're when when you allow your heart to be taken over by pride, it's very scary. But I think yeah. a lot of lies become truth to you when you reach that point. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and I think that's all we really got to say on this verse. Let's look at this next one. I mean, it, it's just, again, it's more of, hey, God knows a lot more than us. And yeah. we, we, got, we can't be hard, folks. The hardened heart, the hardened face, the hardened life, um, that's, a, that's an individual that just can't serve God. And sometimes we wake up right in the middle of craziness. I get it. Uh, I mean, we got brothers and sisters right now that are on the front lines of battle. I get it. But, folks, God is wise. God is gracious. He loves us. And we see in verse 31, the, the horse is prepared against the day of battle, but safety is of the Lord. And, um, you know, I think, the, you know, the effective use of a horse in these days, if we think about that, is horses could be trained and, and they would try to prepare the horse, you know, for gunshot, for throwing spears, to do the right thing you know, to make the best preparation for battle, to be perfectly, but safety only belongs to the Lord. You know, that horse is going to get away from When you come off that horse and you got your sword and you go to fight, and that horse is 100 yards behind you. In the old days, that horse was trained to get out, and the horse had armor on and you had armor on, but you're only going to find safety in the Lord. It is, I don't care how much you train your horse, your tank, whatever the modern equivalent is to that, safety only comes from God, Stephanie. Yeah. Well, and this, yeah, this verse rings very true personally. Um, and, you know, I think of when you were talking about, you know, how we, how a horse is trained and all that. I think of um, the story of George Washington and how many times in his military career he had horses shot out from underneath him. There were so many times that, you know, he was a good soldier he was, he was a good leader and how many times God specifically protected him. I mean, there was a divine hedge of protection around George Washington throughout numerous battles where he should have died. Um, and he didn't where he walked away untouched. And it makes me think of this verse because in that day, horses were used. Okay. Now we live in a day where horses aren't, um, used you know we have all the weaponry and all that kind of thing but the bottom line is unchanging and that is that when the rubber meets the road if God's not protecting you then you're done yeah and so um or if you're if it's your you know if God decides it's over um yeah it's over you know you know I mean there's nothing that that sounds harsh and hard but every one of us is going to face a day. And hence why you know where you're going to go when you die. Yeah. Um, and to understand that if God gives you safety in the midst of battle or yeah. safety in the midst of a situation, that was God's choice to give you that safety. Um, and that's a gift from the Lord that the, the fact that God keeps, um, you know, the, the fact that he allows some to die, Will we ever be able to wrap our head around that? No. No. Um, not but, on this side of heaven. And I think when we get to heaven, it's not going to matter. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah. I often thought that all the pain that's gone through here on earth, when we get to heaven, I mean, there's nothing on earth that is as great, the Bible teaches us, as, yeah. as one second in heaven. There's nothing can com to compare to that. You know, people are always trying to say, will I be married? Will I have 
you know, this type of relationship in heaven and stuff, then the Bible reminds us that everything in heaven is a gazillion times better than anything here on earth. And that we'll get to know each other. And I'm pretty excited about that, that we'll know each other. You know, we'll become cruising along. I'll, you know, I'll run into a 33-year-old, I believe, uh, Stephanie out there someday, and I'll be 33. She's like, who's that dude? You know, who's, who's that guy hanging out over there with Charles? I'll say, hey, what's going on? You know, we just, uh, but I, I'll tell you, this is all, you know, this all started today, Stephanie, if we think about this. And the, we've went through some verses talking about the false witness, talking about the wicked man, the hardened face, talking about there's no wisdom going against God. It's, it's actually the opposite of wisdom. It's totally foolish when we talk against God, think we know more, insinuate we know more, insinuate in some way we have a better plan. And then we just looked at this and said, hey, I don't care about a horse being prepared for battle. I don't care for all the armor in the world. Safety comes from me. But we started this whole thing off. Do you remember talking about graciousness? Mm-hmm. Sometimes graciousness is suffering for God's sake. I want to think about that as Very we true. In the last couple of minutes that I, I want to think about that. You know, sometimes I read in that verse, Philippians 129, wanted to save it for the end. For unto us, it is given on behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. And you know what graciousness comes from? Sometimes you got to suffer to be gracious. Sometimes it's hard. You got to admit that. You're not feeling good. You're having a bad day. Eight kids are in the van. You're trying to get to Camp Joy. Life is upside down. And somebody says, hey, you parked your car too close to mine. I know what I'd want to say. No, you parked your car too close to me, dummy. But no, we, we serve a gracious God. Say, oh, I'm so sorry about that. I'd, I'd move over, but I'd run over the top of this little Chevy over here, you know. <laughs> so sorry if I offended you. You know, we'll try to climb out the other side, you know, I mean, graciousness, and it's more than that. Graciousness is finding time and love for the unlovable. I read a quote the other day. I've been messed up about it all day, all week is, you know, uh, uh, love is not loving Jesus. Love is loving Judas. Mm-hmm. We already love. And, you know, folks, that's graciousness right there. That's a picture of graciousness. Those Judases in your life, those people who ruined your life, those people who turned things upside down for you, those people who rocked your world with bad, those people mm-hmm. you knew the whole time were wicked, and guess what? They were wicked. But somehow being gracious at the end of the day and knowing that we serve a great God that doesn't have one iota of wickedness anywhere in them. Hey, folks, listen, we want you to have a great today. We want you to have a great tomorrow. We want you to have a great every day. Walk around this world. Put that smile that only God can give you. And listen to everything Brother Eric's going to tell you here. Make sure you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. And we'll get right on again tomorrow morning. We'll be starting 22. Proverbs number 22. Lord bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it 
with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.